0: Comedy L.O.L. Podcast Network. Yeah, all kinds of Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Brandon Bonanza. No, wait. This isn't the Brandon Bonanza. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the <laughs> terrible podcast. That was a shameless plug for my Brandon yeah. Bonanza I just released an episode yesterday, and I was thinking about recording some more. Yeah, it's like this information spewing out of me. Okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna tell today's quote, and today's quote is from the Book of Thomas, and this is supposedly the words of Jesus from the Gospel of Thomas, which is kind of a um, a hidden or lost, if you will, gospel. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. I
1: feel like this piggyback kind of off of the quote from last week um, about like letting things out and putting your feelings out there. uh, Because if you don't, eventually that could just either totally destroy physically your body, you know, stress related issues or things like that. Um, But it's kind of like the if we're going a religious route since it was jesus who apparently said this it's like be the change you want to see in the world and so if you don't put goodness out there and you just leave it inside um you how can you expect people to kind of pay it forward or mimic those types of actions um so i I feel like there's there's a dual meaning here
0: yeah oh yeah for sure and i like the other part because it's like what i talk about all the time the shadow work kind of like we talked about in earlier episodes about your moon sign and it has to do with that. And it has to do with your inner urges. And instead of just repressing them and then maybe in a moment of weakness, giving in, you know, maybe look into those urges and what's behind them. And this is I'm just talking about from personal experience. This is stuff that I try to do even on a daily basis. And it's really interesting when you get behind some of them because you're I've been able to eliminate some of the behavior. You know, it's hard. No one's perfect. But that's what it it's just a. That's what it is I think. You know, I think if you look at this life, some people say this life is a journey where you are trying to build the soul and I like I love that idea but you know, even if that's not true, you can look at it that way and have that perspective and you're technically going to make the world a better place by doing that, you know. Um uh, so why not?
1: And and just to kind of go and delve in a little bit. I know this isn't like a religious podcast in terms of going into like Religious ideas and things like that, but Heretic. I do, <laughs> I, I do want to talk a little bit about um, this gospel of St. Thomas, because I think that I love that you picked that when I when I saw that you sent me the quote and I opened it up and I saw it and I was like, I love this because I feel like so many people are so. And I'm going to use the word ignorant, and I don't mean that in a totally mean way, but about the fact that there are other writings out there that are affiliated with Jesus or the Catholic Church or the early church that just haven't been accepted by the organized church. And I think it's really important to read those because we are told with the authorized Bible that people have accepted, right? A lot of the stories repeat over and over again. And I think there's several reasons for that. Number one, I think it gives validation to the fact that Jesus did these things. It's like, well, more than one person says it it must be true. It's like, I don't know, thousands of people said that the Jews were not the best people in the Holocaust, and that didn't make that true. But, and I'm not comparing the two at all, but I'm just saying just because more than one person says it doesn't mean it's true. But I think that that for them added some validity to it. But you also have to think of what stories didn't they accept or what gospels didn't they accept, you know, Um, and why and what what did those things say? And I think it's kind of nice to go into that um, and look at those readings.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also important to keep asking those questions and then to ask who who was in charge of leaving these Gospels out, you know, it's funny because I was, when I sent you that quote, it's because I was doing some research in the Gospel, into the Gospel of Thomas, and they found the Gospel of Thomas buried and hidden away, and it was, it looks like it was right around the time of one of these councils, like they had the Council of Nicaea, the Council of Trent, and these were different councils where the Romans got together with different religious sects and decided what was going to be quote-unquote canon and what was going to be, basically considered heresy you you're heretic so if you didn't this was like the dogma this was the standard and they're trying to get everything under one flag because they were trying to control everybody and this is you know so what they did was they patched work together all these ideas of what was gonna work um, and it has and it stood to this day which is amazing to me but yes if I think that you know, there's a little bit of truth and there's a lot of truth in religion, but I think it's up to us to find it individualistically. And that's what a lot of this book of Thomas talks about, or at least in a certain, you know, in a few of the uh, quotes and one of them I love, he talks about how the kingdom of heaven is not here or there. You don't look for it's everywhere. And, you know, if you don't see that, then it's your fault. So it's not like something you got to look for or wait for in another life. It's here all around us. <laughs> So, yeah, they wanted to keep that out of the Bible, because if you have to come to them for salvation and them for approval, then they have your your heart and your mind. They have you controlled.
1: And what I love, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I feel like we're going to get into this kind of like very religious conversation, but I'm OK with that. You know, the story of Thomas right, is the doubting Thomas. He didn't believe Jesus rose from the dead. And it was like he's like, I have to put my hand in his my fingers in his in his hands and his side and whatever. And so I love that he wrote this gospel because it was almost like and by he wrote this gospel, I'm very loosely <laughs> saying that, right? I don't actually believe that, right? But it's being a Or she
0: to, come on Ashley, right? you're so to, sexist to, oh. to those
1: followers. Um but because I feel like it's almost gives for me as as a person who who has faith in things, it's more relatable that kind of sect of like I need to see it in order to believe it and then realizing like I'm being called out for that. So I love that. Secondly, um I just recently watched part of the movie The Two Popes and and I swear <laughs> this is relevant. <laughs> just going off of this. And so I don't know if you've seen it. Um it's apparently very critically acclaimed. If you have not seen it, these are my own personal views on it. I watched 20 minutes of it. And it was incredibly liberal Catholic propaganda. <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that. But I think that there's such a nice um, kind of uh, comparison between these two popes, which is like the old world Catholic faith, which is the mass said in Latin, things should be the way that they are, women shouldn't be included type of thing. And then the more liberal, um, you know, kind of current way of thinking of things not in any way shape or form by saying that Francis is going to let women be popes or priests or anything like that but what I do think is that when there is a council or a collection of these what we are thinking of religious leaders in the Catholic Church I think that should be something that should be considered because we are looking at all of these these writings now and I think it should be reevaluated in terms of incorporating maybe some of these new writings and I think that's a very open-minded liberal way of thinking because some people are very stuck in what has already been accepted but the reality is the people that accepted those were just people they had no basis they weren't there they weren't alive how much more learned were they than than we are at this point in time I don't know and I know we're totally off topic now but I just felt (laughs) it was relevant in talking about the different gospels and the different writings I also read a book. I'm so sorry. Like now on a tangent. But I also read this book and it talked about the Gnostic gospels. And one of them was by Mary Magdalene, which obviously would never have been accepted. And some people think, you know, she could have been um, you know, Jesus' wife or whatever, and that's why they portrayed her as this whore because they didn't want Jesus to have a wife that made him seem more pure, whatever. Um But I think it's just, you know, be knowledgeable listeners, read those things, because there's a reason some things were accepted, and there's a reason why some people didn't want to accept other things. And then you can draw that conclusion for yourself. The reality is no one is more legitimate than the other.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's all about the fourth sect of Nazarene Christianity taking over the fifth (laughs) sect. Like this, it's all about world power struggles. We could talk about this for hours. But yes, I agree. And they're using... This liberal agenda, which is like anything else, it looks pretty upfront, and it looks like they're trying to be nice and save the world, but they're really murderers. But anyway, we'll talk about that. um
1: Okay, we're totally off topic, but let's—I'm gonna bring us back here. I've got the billions of dollars, up. but there's still people
0: in the world starving. I don't get it. All
1: right. All right, I, I brought us off yeah. there. I'm bringing us back. So today we're talking about the five of pentacles and we're going to look at the five of discs and then we're going to kind of get into what our card manifestation for the year is. We talked about this a couple weeks ago and now we're actually going to get into it and talk about why we chose that card. Um, And I think you might be surprised with with mine. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Um, Okay. so first, let's look at the five of pentacles. So last week we looked at the 4 obviously this week we're looking at the 5. I do a brief description of the card and then we kind of give our initial thoughts. We talk about the different pieces of the card um in terms of the symbols that we see, uh the different aspects of it and then we talk about how it applies to different types of readings. So 5 of pentacles. I see this brown structure in the back and it looks like a stained glass window. How appropriate given we're just talking about the church. Um you see this like stained glass window and you see the five pentacles structured in the stained glass window, one up at the top and then two um, underneath it. And then two underneath that kind of makes like a little bit of a triangle, but not really. Um, and then you have two figures standing in front of the glass window and they're outside in the snow, they're walking in the snow, you see snow falling. And one of them is wearing no shoes. It's the person standing at the front, this like golden, a uh, yellow tunic that's, covered by this blue fabric and then it's like this reddish cloak covering them um, and they're kind of grasping it underneath their chin they've got gray hair and then the other figure has crutches and it looks like one foot is wrapped the other foot is just kind of wearing a sock and they're wearing like a blue tunic with yellow sleeves and this person's wearing a hat it's red with a blue stripe or at least in my card All right, so there's my description of the card. If you want to see what it really looks like, look at our Instagram at terrible two, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, and the number two. Okay, initial thoughts. What did you think?
0: Initially, this card just looks like bad times. Um, You know, if this came up, (laughs) I mean, or I could even talk about maybe the first time I saw this card. It just looks like despair. People are poor. They're out on. They're down on their luck. It's like the depression. And Mm -hmm. it looks like they're also just walking by something that possibly could help them. And maybe you're thinking maybe they're sick of it or they just don't believe it or they just had enough. So they're even walking away from it, even though it's like cold and snowing outside and freezing and they have these rags. They don't care. They're just out there in the snow.
1: All right. I feel like I'm going to get real deep here. Who knows? Probably not knowing me. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at this and to kind of go off of what you were just saying about the church kind of at the end of our little rant. Um, you see this structure. It looks structurally sound. You don't see any kind of cracks in it. And this light is emanating from inside of it. And I see these two people outside. My initial thoughts were like they're not being accepted by a place that probably should be accepting them. On the flip side, I also thought the only light we have from the picture is the light coming from inside of that building. So I think that, you know, in in Bible stories where it was like the poor always looking forward to what they're going to get in the kingdom of heaven because they're going to be rewarded kind of for being the lowest of the low on earth. And so maybe that's kind of that's giving them the hope of like this, this physical world maybe isn't accepting us or giving us anything, but we are going to be able to get the you know fruits of of this of this world in a different world type of thing
0: yeah i like that i also can add to that a little bit by saying that it could represent if we're looking maybe in a positive way instead of being so negative because i feel like we might get a little negative with this card is a positive um, aspect of this is that this is this could be looked at as somebody or people who are just walking their path walking their doing their dharma what they're put here to do So sometimes walking that path involves hard times and this could just symbolize those hard times in the background is just like a beacon of hope to keep alive that, you know, you know, you're on the Dharma and you're doing it right. So the rewards that you're building and I'm not saying maybe in the next life, but just in the future, the rewards Mm -hmm. you're building are going to make up for it or at least be sufficient to help you sustain and keep going.
1: All right, so. I feel like we're done initial with our initial thoughts. Let's go into the different pieces of the card. The first thing I want to talk about is the weather. Because I feel like this is the first time we're actually seeing actual weather.
0: Yeah, it looks like, you know, pretty flurries with a chance of blizzard going on out there. <laughs>
1: Right, and you've obviously got some accumulation terrible. there on the ground, right? So you can see their feet are making marks in it. So it's not like the snow just initially covered the ground like a dusting or something. Side note, you know, living out here, I'm sorry, I'm like all over the place today, but living out in California, um, there's just a lot of people who don't understand the concept of snow in terms of like what it's like. But obviously, being from Connecticut, I've lived through a lot of snowstorms. So when I say like, oh, a dusting, they're like, what are you talking about? Um. But that just means like the snow is barely covering the ground. It can easily be moved around. This looks like there is at least, what, six inches of accumulation there maybe. Um, And they're walking through it. And for me, the idea that the precipitation is actually being shown here, um, I love how you said it was like pretty flurries because when I think of snow, I think of like somewhat like cold and dark. It is beautiful initially, you know, especially if you stand outside and at night when it's snowing, it's so quiet and peaceful. Um, but it's like you have to deal with the actual repercussions of that storm later. You know, the ice and the the freezing temperatures and the lack of visibility um and things like that. And by putting this in in this card For me, it is skewing very, very negative because it's giving you this idea of, like, you're in the eye of the storm type of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love how the snow is portrayed as being so thick because it's, in like you were saying, there's a lot of snow, but it looks like it's just getting started. So Mm -hmm. they're about to get hammered. And we know what that's like coming from this part of the part of the country. And what I also
1: wanted to just bring up when it comes to snow is, you know, the flakes are so small. And so I think a lot of times if I'm applying this to to life, it seems like some of the things we go through are so trivial or so minuscule and don't really matter. But those things build up and eventually it gets to the point where it is overflowing and you can be overwhelmed or overcome with emotion and feel like there's no way out because you are buried beneath this. And if you've ever been in like covered with snow, it can be very heavy.
0: Yeah, yeah. especially if it's wet.
1: Right, exactly. Another thing people don't understand that there's different types of snow, but um, uh, I digress. So I love the idea of like you see all these little flakes, but then you see how much it's accumulated on the floor and it just kind of shows like things have gotten real bad for these people.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like Russian peasants or like Ukrainian farmers after the revolution <laughs> fleeing yeah, for like- their lives scenes in and dr
1: Zhivago, love that movie um okay so let's look at the structure itself in the background what were your thoughts there
0: um it just reminds me of your typical window that you would see in uh, in a church i guess like a catholic church stained glass window that's what it reminds me of but i don't think that's really what they're going for here um if you Think back, because originally all this religion and all these priest class and everything is handed down apparently from the Druids, and they used to meet in the forest. So I've heard it explained that the church, the way it's set up with the stained glass windows and the way the windows are, it's supposed to replicate being in a forest. So I think this is like calling back to that, especially because you see the tree. Mm -hmm. so this is more of a um it's not like exactly a religion this is more of a spirituality this is more of the inner knowledge the esoteric knowledge like we talk about um like alchemy and stuff like that so i think that's more of a shout to that and and to me the way that they're they have their backs to it it's just showing me that they it's like they don't believe in it or they're blind to it they're ignorant like you were saying before and they're just walking away from it
1: Um, And so to kind of go off of that, obviously I didn't know all the information about the the druids, but look at the color of the structure. The Brown kind of gives you that earthiness.
0: Oh um, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: um, Like almost like it's made out of like mud or something like that, or the trunk of a tree. But to, to go in a totally opposite direction, I said, obviously as I was giving my description, I inferred that it did look like a church or a religious structure. And I think the color they chose for the building was so important because it's not at least like emanating something that's otherworldly. And for me looking at it, it was one of those. This is, is telling me that even though these are supposed to be religious institutions or spiritual institutions, the people inside are still just people. It is of this world in terms of the structure. It's not like you go in there and all your problems will be solved, right? That's more working on yourself, your own spirituality, your own, um, you know, your own whatever it is that you're focusing on. It's just not going in there to this earthly structure is going to save you.
0: Yeah, I think that's if you're going if you're looking externally For the answers to any of of your problems, and especially if the answer is like a one-size-fit-all answer, in my opinion, I don't think that's correct. I think everyone has their own answer. You know, I'm not saying that uh, it's bad, but I think that you should at least do both. And if you're only going to do one, you should do the inner one first.
1: Right. And again, I'm not saying in any way, shape or form, I'm saying like, you know, screw these churches or things like that. But I think that sometimes people go through the motions of thinking if I just show up that I'm going to get fixed or get helped. But the reality is like you need to do the work. That structure is just a structure. Exactly. All right. Now I want to do I want to look at the actual window itself, because all I talked about was the outside part of it. So let's look at the window. What were your thoughts on that? Like how the pentacles are kind of positioned? What do you see?
0: This reminds me the way the position is of an actual five-pointed star just in a little bit closer. So I think that's kind of what they're going to symbolize there in my point of view. So they're still putting that top pinnacle, that top point up, which is the spirit, which is nice. And then in the background, you get some of the tree symbolism. So it kind of ties it into the Kabbalah tree or Kabbalahism, which I like is really nice too. And then you get the five, which is pointed right on top of the top pinnacle, the actual five of the card. I really like how they did that there also. So it just kind of, it's, it's like the shout out giving you to the tree of life and to bring it to that earthly worldly realm.
1: I love that. You said that because I literally didn't see it like that at all, obviously based on my description. Um, but I do love that you said the tree of life. Cause I do now see like, there's like leaves there and it does look like they're sitting on branches. Um, um, And so, again, I love that kind of like earthly connection to it. And off of those branches are the pentacles, but you still have the green leaves. I love the incorporation of all the colors kind of around it, um, as opposed to it just being like solid. You have this like solid frame that's holding the picture there. But then around that frame on the inside, you have all these like multiple different colors, which if you've ever been to a church with stained glass windows, obviously you'll have seen that. But I also uh, incorporated that kind of tying into what I said last week of like all different walks of life, all different types of people, all different focuses kind of being involved in what's happening on the inner workings of this structure. Who knows last week? Oh, no, not last week, two weeks ago. Maybe this was the structure they were building.
0: Yeah, could have been the inside, one of the inner pillars, the archways.
1: OK, now let's look at the two figures. Um some might be like, why didn't you talk about those first? Since they're right on the like forefront of the picture. But I feel like my eye, when I look at this, is not drawn to them. It's drawn to the pentacles, which is, I'm so sorry. I like asked you your thoughts and I'm like jumping right in here, but um, I'm looking at, oh my God, my dog is out of control. Um, (laughs) I don't even know what she's doing over there. Um, Since my eye is drawn to the pentacles, it kind of gives me that impression of, these people being the overlooked members of society, the kind of cast aside, you don't even really see them anymore, kind of like they're not, and I, I feel horrible even saying this, but like n- not even human because you don't even recognize them. They're the people that just fade in the background because like I said, if I look at this, my eyes drawn to the pentacles, which is kind of like the glitz and glam here as opposed to these two struggling figures in, in the front of the card. Okay, what were your thoughts?
0: I like how you said that because that really is... I mean that could be a lesson that people can learn, which is, you know, what are you focused on? Are you focused on the glitz and the glam or are you focused on your brothers who are out dying in the snow?
1: Wow, um, I kind of feel attacked. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's, you know, you're part of the society and that's what I kind of focused on too. I didn't I didn't really like this card for a while. And really until today, until I was looking at it earlier before we podcasted, I, I kinda got a different meaning out of it. And it has a lot to do with these characters. So I'll get into that in a minute. But no, I'm not obviously I'm not personally attacking you, and even if I was, you'd probably think it was hilarious. I would. <laughs> but um I think that it is the way that our society's ordered and we kind of look at money as a god you know it's it's uh it's kind of like a religion everybody the way people treat money because technically it really isn't real especially the american dollar sorry to break it to everybody it's uh the only really reason it has any values because a lot of people believe in it and also because saudi arabia trades oil in american dollars but we won't get into that anyway <laughs> so um what I wanted to say about these two figures was that it reminds me of the state of the world, right? So if you think of society and most people, they are divided right now and they are running away from this truth. If you look at this, these uh, pentacles in the window as the truth or as the the true way, like what the five represents. If We talk about like the hierophant we talked about before, the inner true knowledge is self-knowledge. And then, like I said, the way the pentacles are arranged on this tree they are arranged in the way of the five-pointed upward star so they do have that spirit on top so that's the correct way that's what it's trying to symbolize but they're outside of that and they're outside of that despite the snow and the storm and despite that you know he's injured and the other one's got rags they don't care they're still out there and it's like they're doing it because they're ignorant of something or they're just they're stubborn right it's not a stubbornness but if you look at these instead of just people if you look at them as the different forces so as in uh the different forces in as interior uh interior internally that's the word i was looking for the different forces internally the masculine and the feminine these they look like they are divided also and they're outside of the church so they're outside or this structure whatever it is or outside of that self-knowledge and they are divided so they are yeah they're walking together just as any person does with their two sides of themselves inside them but they're not helping each other you know this guy's hurt the the masculine so you think about like the masculine ego that side it's bruised it's injured it's limping along and then the female like the creative side the right brain she's also looks like she's been through some really bad times she doesn't have shoes on she has rags and she's turning away from him even and they're just struggling out there so if you think about that's how society overall is instead of accepting the truth that they have to look inside individually. Everyone just has to look inside and fix what's going on. And that's how we fix it. No, but they'd rather be out there outcast, even though it's the snow and it's like certain death, they don't care. And they're even scoffing at people who would be in there gaining that self-knowledge. They're like, screw those people. So how's that?
1: (laughs) No, I love that. And as you were saying that, and you were saying like you were, you know, got, you were looking more into this card as right before we were podcasting. Um, I also feel like I always get so much insight when I hear you talk about it because then it triggers something in my mind. And, um,
0: and Giz's mind.
1: Yeah. I know. I don't even know what's going on with her. Um, she obviously is upset about something. Um, she but hates it, this card. <laughs> but it's like I'm looking at this and it reminds me of the idea of, oh, wait, here she is. Hi. Nope. There she goes. Um, it's like, you have so many types of adversity here. Um, and I think how insightful for the person who drew this illustration to be able to kind of pinpoint all of these people who would be the outcasts or the dregs of society. So, and I'm not (laughs) saying this in like a way that I, I personally believe this obviously, but like maybe you have like the person in front obviously is older. So you could say like the elderly, the poor, the sick, the lame, maybe anyone with any kind of handicaps, um, all of those people would not be accepted by this group.
0: I also love how they put a bell. I love what you said, but then they put a bell around this other guy. It's like, yo, if he comes <laughs> he around, comes. just <laughs> run away. This guy is like I the worst. His his leg smells like almonds. This guy has not have long to live. He doesn't. He is terrible, and he just keeps moaning. So they put a bell around him. You hear that bell? Just run.
1: I love how we're able to get really honestly into these figures because when I first looked at this card, it was just kind of like, uh, it reminded me of the scene in the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney version at the beginning where the mom is running with Quasimodo, the baby, and she's on the steps of the church and she's knocking on the door saying like sanctuary, give me sanctuary. And then she ends up getting killed or whatever. But, um, it just reminds me of like, they think that they're going to get some kind of protection here. And clearly they didn't.
0: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: All right. So, Anything else you want to say about this card before we move on to how it would be applied in different types of readings?
0: Uh, no, other than the fact that we should totally bring back the bell for people <laughs> who <We're> lame <laying> people <laughs> yeah. and coming. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Terrible. Sorry. 2020 jokes. No, I think we're good. I think we're good right there.
1: All right. So let's look at um, if this came up in a general reading, what would you say?
0: If this came up in a general reading. I would say that the person is going through some hard times and either that so i would try to get a gauge on where they were in life and especially if it's just a general reading so maybe they have some anxiety maybe they're not happy internally and this could be part of the solution if they're like i said earlier if they're looking away from the truth of the self-knowledge they're inside there they have internal chaos and it's just leading them from one thing to the next so maybe they're uh engaging a lot of escapism or whatever so mm-hmm. they just have to get on that right path like i was talking about or the correct path not the right path the correct path everybody the middle path is what i say the middle way What so about
1: you? um so if this came up in a general reading i would say obviously like some kind of hard time either a financial hard time or a hard time at work but some kind of hardship and kind of feeling Um, very like despondent where you feel like there's, there's no help out there, um, and defeated and overwhelmed and kind of like you're walking this path alone or you're walking with somebody who can't help you. Um, and perhaps now just looking at it, you're walking this path with somebody who just draws attention to the fact with this bell that you're struggling and kind of is always pointing it out. So um, I said that if this came up in a general reading, kind of acknowledging that maybe that's the point that you're at right now, and realizing that the reality is no one gives a shit about your life as much as you do, where you think like everyone's talking about you, everyone's looking, at you. no one is everyone thinks that about themselves, because everyone is very self centered. So when you think that you're so you're like, you know, in everyone's mouth, and everyone's talking about this, the reality is they probably aren't. And kind of being able to step aside and saying like, this is just something that's happening right now. But what can I kind of say to help myself get out of this situation or to just realize that bad things don't last forever? There's always an ending to that. Which I feel like some people might disagree with me on that in terms of like, well, maybe there isn't, but I think that there is.
0: Yeah, I think that everything goes in a cycle. And the best way to... The best way to fix it is to just start working on whatever it is that's going to make it better immediately and accept the situation that you're in.
1: Okay, so what if this came up in a love reading? What would you say?
0: Uh, Why don't you go first? I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this.
1: Oh, why? (laughs) So I said, if this came up in a love reading. So if you're single, I would say, again, feeling that like isolation of maybe that loneliness of like, I, I feel like there's nobody out there for me, or I don't feel like I'll ever find someone who accepts me for who I am. I said, if you're in a relationship, I would look at this as potentially the relationship ending, maybe both people not kind of giving f eff- putting effort into the the work that is required to maintain a relationship so either like a breakup or a divorce or um a separation a parting of ways
0: yeah i could see that totally i like it um i could see it as if you're trying to make a relationship work that, you know, this guy's got two sticks. He could totally use one of them to beat that lady to do what he wants. Just kidding guys. That's terrible. Uh, But no, it looks like he's looking (laughs) up at the, he's looking up at the, what this window stained glass window and what it could represent and symbolize. And maybe he's open to it. So he has to communicate it and see if his partner is into that because that could be, the key to fix the relationship I could add that Mm -hmm. so I mean I think if you're single this could represent focusing on what's really important you know maybe previously this guy's been chasing women his whole life so that's why he's so beat up and that's why they put a bell on him like get this guy away from us so maybe he's got to figure out what what was leading him to you know what was he has to figure out why he was leading the life he was or he or she they have mm-hmm. to, you know, and then focus on what's really important and then work on that.
1: All right. Now, let's say this comes up in a um, a work reading. Um, what would you say?
0: This could represent hard times because maybe you lost the job or maybe you just left because you didn't believe in it anymore and you just couldn't do what you were doing. Um, you know, there's all kinds of jobs that people Praise you for in society. But then when you look at what you're really doing, you're like, uh, maybe this is terrible. So if mm-hmm. it is one of those terrible jobs, maybe it just represents getting away from that. And, you know, the hard time that you have to go through until so you can get everything together. Or this maybe represents that you're out there already and you just found something new that you think is going to work and you can work on it, um, work toward it. What about you?
1: Yes, I agree. I said I feel like it's always like when it's talking about like a workplace related reading, um, it's always like, oh, there's gonna be something hard coming. But I think that sometimes people can become so overwhelmed with work or so disillusioned or feel so fixated on what they have to do, either if they feel like they're not doing enough or they're not going to be making enough money or they're really worried about their finances and realizing that sometimes that that those worries and those concerns can be very motivating. So I'm going to try and put a positive spin on it here and saying like, if you are feeling this way, if it does come up in a workplace reading to just say like, how, what can I do to make this situation better? I think a lot of people are so fixated on being like, woe is me as opposed to like trying to fix it themselves or try to get their way out of it. Um, and so, like maybe there will be a struggle or a hardship maybe you are doing something that's very trying right now but know that it's eventually going to pay off either it's going to tell you hey this might not be the best thing for you or it's going to say like hey look at what you're able to accomplish in this or hey maybe you should be focusing on something else just trying to stay positive here my goal for 2020 <laughs> all right any final thoughts here on the five of pentacles before we move on
0: No, I think I am good.
1: Okay, good. Me too. So for the next part of the podcast, we're going to look at a different interpretation of the same card. Um, It's a different deck. Brandon normally gives the description here. and We kind of just talk initial thoughts and feelings.
0: All right, guys. The other deck we're talking about is the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck. If you want to see what that looks like, you can go to our Instagram at terrible, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, the number two. And you could check it out there. Uh, or, and if you want one of these decks, you can actually go to our Amazon link at ComedyLOL.com. And then go to Amazon, type in Thoth Deck T-H-O-T-H-D-E-C-K, and they'll come up. I have the larger one because I'm old and my eyes are bad. And you can actually see the detail much better with the larger one. So I suggest that. Maybe not for readings, but if you just want to use it for your own personal interpretations. I, I guess for readings, too, it'd probably be pretty good um all right everybody here's the description it looks like we have in the center there is a five-pointed star like a pentagram you can't see the points because they're covered by circles each one of these circles has a different symbol on them it is facing downwards and the downward point of the star looks a little bit longer and then if you zoom out each one of the circles that's around the points of these stars has a larger disc around it and those discs are pretty similar and then it looks like they just keep going off each other. There's other discs and emanations. And then beyond that, there is like uh, these gold or yellow. Uh, it's hard to explain, but maybe beams of light or some kind of points coming in, um, pointing in toward each of these pentacles. So like I said, I suggest check this out. Oh, and then at the bottom of the card, it says worry. And this is the five of discs in the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck. So what were your initial thoughts
1: okay so um it's really hard to not be jaded i think by the word at the bottom of the card i've kind of trained myself for the last few weeks to not even look at it until um i come up with my initial thoughts on the card but worry definitely applies to i think the way that this is illustrated it's so dark and it feels so negative and it feels so um like almost claustrophobic like you're trapped in something and all these things are kind of closing in on you caving in on you and it feels like it's kind of prohibiting you from like putting your light out there and living your best life and being happy
0: yeah and i like the way that it's pointed down because it kind of highlights that struggle where uh, everything worldly is more important right now and the spiritual is not as important so it's somebody they're favoring the materialism. So if you go back to the rider weight deck, the card we just covered previously, or, you know, just I mean, earlier on this episode, it kind of speaks to that when the like I was saying how the people are ignoring the truth, the ignoring that the the right side up the way of it. So it's just symbolized in a different manner to me.
1: And 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 again, now looking at it, you see the the five points with the discs in the very center but then you go out a little bit and even bigger discs are in that same kind of shape which is very similar just flipped upside down from the shape we saw in the rider weight five of pentacles so you have the one at the bottom and then two and then two and it for me it's like showing that even if you try to overcome maybe this first set of obstacles that you have in your life or spiritually or, or whatever, you've got a lot more work to do because you see that the, it just keeps growing and getting bigger. It's like this is not just one kind of issue. There's a lot of things that this person needs to work through. Or to go back to what we were talking about with our quote this the, at the beginning of the episode, it's kind of like they prohibited themselves from putting you know, their truth out there living their life for such a long time that it just built up and up and up. And now there's so much to overcome to be able to have that lightness, that yellow, the the sun come into them.
0: Wow, I love that. I think I the only thing I could really add to that um, is to say that the bottom point, I love how it's an oval because mm-hmm. it really reminds me like the concentric circles and like where life comes from. And it's black, so it's like a black hole, and it's forced down. So it represents like the ne- maybe the negative aspects of creation, or what you know, if you're not conscious of everything and you're just creating out there negatively, because maybe you don't even realize you're creating. People don't realize that everybody's creating the environment in the universe that we live in right now. You know, the situation everybody's directly creating, directly contributing to it and they don't realize it so i think that could definitely represent that in the same way that these people in the rider weight are just blind to it and they're walking out there in the wilderness and they don't realize but they are because they're ignoring the truth they are creating their own reality out there in the wilderness in the snow
1: and i, I you know just going off of the the word worry i think sometimes that's so negative for people um and for me, I, I, you know, I do have I feel like I do suffer from anxiety and, and worry can kind of overcome me at times. And I have like incredible amounts of paranoia. But I think sometimes worry is good. You know, it number one shows you that you're human, that you have feelings. And then number two, it helps like to motivate you. Um, It only when, when it gets to this, like progressed, like advanced state where you can't do anything, can it be really harmful? But I think that sometimes there is an amount of worry that is good. This person is clearly in a state where the amount that they have is not good.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's also very important to remember that no matter what you're thinking or feeling, that they're just thoughts and emotions and they come and they go and you, you're, you can train yourself to release them. And I'm not saying that you should do that to repress them, but sometimes if you get caught and lost in them, could take a deep breath and let it go and remember you know focus back in the present moment everything's okay right here and then try to focus on why am i feeling these fears what am i really afraid of what's Mm -hmm. really going on here
1: all right final thoughts here on the five of discs
0: i think that it could be a very positive card especially if you look at it reversed if you look at it upside down it actually looks kind of like a superhero it looks like it's coming into action and it's going out there to do positive in the world. So I think that, you know, we have to remember all these symbols. They have a positive and negative meaning, just like electricity has a positive and negative polarity, just like magnetism. Same thing with uh, the force of love and fear. You know, the, if you're out there creating, what force are you using to do that? Is it because you're afraid you're going to starve to death? Or, you know, what it, or are you doing it because of love?
1: Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out, so if you listen consistently to our podcast, last week's card was such a, just a complete 180 from this. What a nice compliment to kind of the way things kind of go. You might feel structurally sound and secure, and then all of a sudden these doubts and worries creep in. You know, there is no staying static in life.
0: Yeah, also, I would like to say, oh, I agree with that. But also I'd like to say, If anyone's a regular listener to the show, thank you. Thank you for listening to our show. It means a lot to us. And if you're a new listener, thank you, too. I wonder what you think so far. Usually what we do is we go through the whole entire where we are on our on the process of going through the whole entire tarot. And we're doing all the minor arcana. And then we did all the major arcana. And then we're breaking down different. We were breaking down all the different numbers in numerology. And we were at 10 last week. And so what are we doing this week, Ashley?
1: So we had talked a couple weeks ago about talking about our card that we wanted to use to manifest for 2020, kind of using this card as inspiration for uh, what we're hoping the year brings us. Now, that, this, there's, um, there's a couple reasons I wanted to do this, because one of our first episodes um, was talking about a card that we identified with. So it was a card that we picked that we were like, this kind of is representational of us, where we are, and um, how we see ourselves. And I think what a nice kind of full circle moment for us to come back and say it's the start of a new year. Honestly, you could do this at any time. and It could change month to month, week to week. But what card are we hoping to use to kind of guide us in the start of this year and hopefully help us move forward? So initially, Brandon, your card was the Hermit
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So what card did <clears throat> you pick for your card for 2020?
0: The Hermit. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't pick that. Um, <clears throat> uh, I picked The Fool, actually. Okay. Pick picked The Fool. Yeah. And the reason I picked it is because I, what we were talking about last week, so if you haven't listened, go back and listen to last week's episode, everybody, about the 10. And I actually talked about the 10 a little more in my podcast, The Brandon Bonanza, which is actually on the same feed if you go to comedylol.com. You can click and listen to it. Um, But I like how the zero represents the cycle. It's the cycle of life. And the fool to me is great because it's somebody who you don't know. You know, he could represent someone who is brand new and that's why they're a fool. But he, he can also represent someone who's been around the block, got some knowledge and is new with this knowledge. And he's using this new knowledge along with the old knowledge in conjunction. And now he's gained wisdom. And he could go forward in the world and look at things in a whole new light, with new eyes, just like a child, just like a fool. So that's kind of why I chose that to sum it up a little bit. What about and you? And so, what are oh, you hoping
1: ahead. though for that to be for for 2020? That you'll continue to learn and grow and.
0: Thanks for putting words in my mouth. No. I um, don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fool. What do I know? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, no, uh, I. <laughs> I'm looking at this as because I feel that 2019 was my year where I delve, delve into the occult and I got into tarot and I got into all this, this whole new perspective and this new way of looking at things. And now that I'm looking at it in a whole new light, a lot of things that I look at now and they're a little bit different than I thought they were. It's hard to explain, but it kind of makes me laugh in a lot of ways. So that's one way that I feel like the fool. But I'm also looking at it with these fresh eyes and, but I'm still back on that quest. It's not like I'm sitting down now I'm ready to go out. That's why I started the podcast of Brandon Bonanza. I did one. I wrote a blog post because I'm ready to start again, moving forward with this new perspective. And this is the perspective that I want to bring to a larger audience than just, you know, myself and a couple of people on Snapchat.
1: I can tell you that I think that this was a perfect card for you because I feel like whenever we talk, you're always reading something, watching something, listening to something, and you're always trying to grow and gain more knowledge. And it's so inspiring because I often look at myself and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> like I, how is that that I'm like always like, yes. And I do, I do listen to and watch the things that you send me, but I'm like, you like find all these things and you have all this and you're so motivated. So I think that was a perfect card choice for you.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think that's, that's the role that I want to play, though. Like, I understand when I send people things and tell them they can't totally look into it for themselves. I would love—that's what I want people to do. I want people to realize this on their own. But I understand that I'm the kind of person, the way my brain works, and the way that I store knowledge. Um, that's kind of it's. I, I it's it's easy for me to express it that way, and I I'm like easy like like I store these facts and these knowledge, and then like five years later I learn something else, and it comes together. And then I can express it to people, whereas, you know, other people have like kids and a life and a job. (laughs) So So, but that's kind of what I'm there for. It's like I'm a news kind of a news anchor, but just in this area and I'm not really there. I'm just kind of giving you my experience. And that's kind of the point of view I wanted to do, too. That's why I like the fool, because if you think of the fool, the next card is the magician and he's the one that's out there creating. But you can't have a one without the zero first, you know, like in the beginning, there was nothing. And then, and then there was a uh, creation with the magician, which the magician to me symbolizes. And then if you put them together, you have the 10, which goes back to what we were saying last week in that whole progression. So you get to the 10 and then you go all the way back to the beginning. You find something new that you're onto or a new way to use your perspective. And it's like, you're a fool again, but you have that experience, like I said before. So it comes full circle.
1: Love that. I'm very excited for you. Um, okay. So my card, I'm not going to lie. It was really difficult for me to choose a card. I feel like, um, so let's just backtrack. The card that I picked um, for our initial kind of what card do we pick? Did we pick that we associate with? Um, I picked the star, which I felt was now looking back um, so cocky and self-serving. Um and oh you're so
0: hard on yourself
1: (laughs) I really am
0: at least you're picking cards to you know like that's what you got to remember like you're one step ahead of the game you got to give that to yourself because you're actually looking into this stuff you know you're you're daring to look inside
1: I'm you know I'm trying right um but I I'm looking at the star and I'm thinking about how did it apply to last year for me and I think that some stars shine very, very bright for a short amount of time. And then they kind of implode. And sometimes that can lead to a black hole, which is what I felt kind of like my life was going towards, towards the end of last year. And so I'm really trying to be positive this year and kind of get myself out of said black hole, even though scientifically you cannot do that, at least not that we know of anyway. So I had sent Brandon um, one of the <laughs> Instagram uh, Insta story, you like hold it on your face and it picks, you know, whatever you can pick which McDonald's item are you or whatever. And I had one of what was, what is your, um, tarot card. And, I didn't think I was going to choose this one because I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to choose the one that got, I, that got fun, p- fucking picked for me in an Insta story. But I, the more I thought about it, the more I really was like, yes, this is what I am going to choose. Cause I feel like it's so hashtag relevant for my life right now. And, um, so the card that ended up coming up for me was the emperor. So let me back up for a second. I think there's a lot of times people are like, how can you choose a male card or why do you choose male pronouns when you talk about yourself? I refuse to believe, similar to the Rider-Waite deck, that we need to subscribe to one school of thought. Just because I'm a female doesn't mean that I had to pick the Empress or something like that. Um, I, I also think that there's just common pronouns that we use, and, and it doesn't matter how I how I use them. It's I'm still a person, whatever. Um, and so I think it puts people off um, when I say things like that. So let's look at the Emperor card. I feel like looking at this card, he's sitting on this throne. He's obviously so, so powerful. And there's like all this like kind of stuff in the background that doesn't look super positive. And I'm looking at at that as like overcoming these obstacles. And now he's like, come at me like you can't. I'm going to be able to like overtake you. And I see it as ambition and overcoming obstacles and being all powerful and... Understanding the responsibility you have to different parts of your life and accepting that responsibility and being able to succeed and grow and and in just a positive way and not saying that the Empress didn't give me, you know, a powerful impression or anything like that. But I think that that card is is more emotion based, at least in my own interpretation of it. And I personally am very tired of being living in my emotions. I have been very emotional for the past 3 or 4 months and I'm I'm ready to go back to the way that I was in terms of not letting that dictate the way that I act or letting it influence how I behave in certain situations. Um and so I don't see that at all when I look at this card and so that's why I really want you know it, it just randomly came up for me in that stupid uh, Instagram thing but I was like this is perfect because he doesn't look like he's going to take bullshit from anybody he looks strong he looks powerful he looks relaxed as well like content and secure in his power and I'm like that is what I want for this year and if anyone comes up you know and tries to do anything he's got these this armor on his legs and he's like he could kick the shit out of him and if he kicked you with that foot covered in that armor it would really hurt So that was my card choice.
0: Well, I like that because you're you' you want to bring yourself back into balance. Yes. so it's there's nothing wrong with uh, you know, people use words, and I think when people try, <laughs> this is what I have to say about this. It's like there it, it's just words. you're responsible about how the words affect you. And I think that when people are trying to nitpick at words, it goes a lot to like this division that I was talking about in society with the masculine, feminine, feminine, we have to come together. And, you know, I realized that I don't know what it's like because I'm a guy, but I'm just talking about we're just talking about energies here. And inside you, we all have feminine and masculine properties and we all have the different, um, you know, what they represent logic and creativity and stuff. And so I think that it's good for you. That's good that you realize that. And you, you know, even if it was on a silly Insta story, it's like synchronicity. Mm -hmm. And I like how you talked about how you can kick people away with your armor feet. But then the armor, the shell just is like it kind of gives you a little bit uh, like a shout out back to the crab. You know, and we talk about what the shell means there. Yep. And you're not totally cutting it off. You still have it.
1: And I'm looking, um, you know, I, I did some research on it. The ruling planet of this card is Mars, Mars. Which is the, go- the god of yeah. war. Right. And and not saying I'm going to go into, you know, being incredibly Beast mean. Mode or hashtag. Funny. Right. But it's like I am fighting to get back to that place. Like, I'm not going to just take it. And I'm very much that type of person. You know, you can wallow and be sad for so long. But, Brandon, when was the last time I sent you a text that said I was sad?
0: It's been a while. I don't I think know. there's been any in 2020.
1: I know, Knockwood. Tonight, I'm like, Brandon, I'm sad. No, I'm
0: kidding. Back outside the church, look at me, I'm in the snow.
1: I have a bell on my neck. No, I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) I put it there. I know you have a bell. That's why I'm not answering. I can hear the bell. (laughs) That's the modern day bell. It's your freaking text notification. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the most the best overall thing that we talk about here is that So you did realize this. You went through some hard times and you were sad. And now you realize this and now you're you use the tarot deck in a way to positively influence your own life and to come to this conclusion on your own. And not to have, you know, it's not bad to take someone else's opinion and use it a little bit as advice and stuff. But, you know, you can't just let someone else dictate your life because they haven't walked in your shoes. Exactly. They don't know what it's like, even if they are your twin, which is great because you have a twin. And I'm not saying anything bad because I'm you know, you guys have a great relationship, but I'm just saying for anyone else, you know, you only know you. So you got to do it. You got to make yourself happy and walk your own path. And sometimes it involves hard times.
1: And what I love so much about the tarot is everything is very cyclical, right, which is what we talk about frequently, that there you're not going to be stuck at one of these points, the lowest of the low or the highest of the high forever. So you need to appreciate that point that you're at, knowing that it's going to change.
0: Yeah, I like that. And what about the number four? Do you think about how that would relate to you in any way in the Emperor card? Because that's the fourth card of the Major Arcana.
1: Right, and so when I was thinking about this, honestly, I just... I was drawn more towards the four of discs we talked about last week, that card, because... And I told you that I was so... I I looked at that card, and for the first time, I wasn't really confused by what I was looking at. And it just was, you know, kind of looked like... um. Uh, like a citadel or like a fort that was protected by these four pillars that were like the discs. And there was one way in obviously then one way out, but it was so protected by like a moat and things like that. And that's kind of where I went for that of like the structure and the stability there. Um, and when I, one of the classes I took in college, we talked about the, the number seven and, and then, you know, if you were to divide it in two, the way that they always did, it was three and four. And so I look at that four and, for me, again, I'm just I'm just trying to stay positive here.
0: Yeah. I mean Mostly. that's yeah, well, you're doing it, you're working it, you're you're uh you're working it. You're working it, girl. You're uh <laughs> you're working on yourself. You're doing the great work. That's good. And you know, another thing you could another thing you can look back on is that we've kept this podcast going through all the stuff you've been through. Yep, and all the stuff we've all we've all gone through, we've been able to keep this going. So, you know, that's another great thing. I mean, we're, and it we're did,
1: we didn't let it stop us,
0: even yeah, when there exactly.
1: was there was a lot of times where it was like, how the hell are we gonna make this happen?
0: Yeah, exactly. Through thick and thin.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So, um, if you like our story and like to help out and support it, you can go to comedy and you could just donate to us. You can also go, we have a Patreon. So if you go to comedy click on the link for the Patreon, you could sign up there to support us monthly if you'd like to. And I'm going to start working on putting more stuff there. Pat Oates is there from Pat Oates is sad. He also has been on compound media. He's a comedian. He has a show. He puts up a lot of extras on there because he's part of the network. So if you go there and listen, you could pledge as little as a dollar a month if you want. But if you pledge only five dollars a month, that's basically that means you're paying us one dollar for each episode because there's like four point three weeks in a month. Right. And then the extra is like a little tip, you know, you're giving us because you're like, hey, you guys, you're doing a great job and uh, we appreciate it. So you can do that. But you don't have to listen. If you don't have any money and you're broke, we get it because we're broke, too. (laughs) But if not, you know you can shovel a little cash our way and allow us to make the podcast better. Um anything is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before yeah, we so end well, up So I just
1: wanted to give a little teaser for next week. Next week we're talking about the number or we're talking about the 6 of pentacles and the 6 of disks and we're going to kind of go into looking a little bit more in depth at the meaning behind the court cards.
0: Yeah, we're going to start off with the page or I guess you would say maybe the prince, right? Is that the one? Or yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out for next week. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> stay tuned. Make sure you go to terrible.com to subscribe. And you can also please, if you're on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, leave a rating for us. Let us know what you think. That helps us out. That helps us get seen. And it uh, boosts our the way that they promote us. So, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. And until next week, Ashley.
1: Stay terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Comedy LOL Podcast Network.